I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. I often get questions, Dear Barrington Brennan, I'm going through divorce and my children are right in the middle of it. My friends are telling me to stay with my husband, at least for the children's sake. They feel that the divorce will do a great harm to them. How can I stay when my husband has terribly abused me and the children, both emotionally and physically, for more than ten years? He has also threatened to kill me at least three times. My oldest child, who is twelve, is suffering greatly from all the pain. Are my friends right? Should I really stay? And here is my answer. Dear friend, your friends are wrong. Really wrong. Run for your life and the life of your children. Get out and move on. Please do not stay. It is a mistake for couples going through marital difficulty and abuse to make a decision to stay together just for the sake of the children. Staying together will only prolong the pain and misery, adding the dysfunctional development of the growing children. Why would you want your daughter and son to witness more abuse? More harm will be done if you remain in such relationship than if you left. If staying together for the children's sake means that the two of you will work out your differences for the better marriage, then by all means stay together. It is better for the married couples to parent their children. But if there are no plans to better the marriage and both parents only plan to put up with each other until the child leaves the home, then that will be the greatest mistake ever made. They will see the pain, they'll feel the pain, they'll smell the pain, they'll taste the pain. And it will mess up their lives. If staying for the sake of the children becomes eventually, as I said, for the sake of the marriage, then perhaps that can be a plus. Married couples who stay together just for the sake of the children and plan to divorce when the children become adults make two false assumptions. One, they falsely assume that their continual marital difficulties and abuse behavior will not affect the children now or later in life. And two, they falsely assume that when they get divorced later in life, that their divorce will not affect the adult children. Research indicates that adult children who experience their parents' divorce are affected dramatically just as children are, and sometimes even more. Two years ago, a husband and wife, both 42 years of age, came to me for help when their parents divorced after 45 years of marriage. It was a painful ordeal for them. Unusually, grandchildren, family rituals and traditions make divorce much harder for adults to bear. In addition, research indicates that boys who witness abuse are 100 times more likely to become abusive. Girls who witness abuse are 100 times more likely to become victims of abuse. Therefore, it is safe to say that staying together just for the sake of the children is not wise. Staying together must be for the sake of the marriage itself and the children. And both had to be humble enough to admit wrong and want 
to change. This way, the children will have a better choice or better chance of growing up in a healthy, normal human and normal human beings. But I must hasten to say, who dare to say that a single family or a divorced mother or father cannot raise a normal, healthy human being? God bless the single parents who struggle after divorce to provide a healthy, loving environment for their growing children. It is important for me to share with you some of the ways in which domestic violence and physical and emotional abuse can affect children. Children in abusive families are known to have low self-esteem, aggressive behavior, no motivation, nightmares, violent play, and suicidal ideation. They also have a greater chance of being involved in substance abuse and truancy. Although divorce might be the answer to bring healing to hurting hearts and troubled children, the whole truth is that both divorce and abuse are painful for children. Doctors Judith Wallerstein and Joanne B. Kelly, both psychologists, conducted a 10-year study of children of divorced parents and found that, here is a quote, if children are deprived of one of their parents or if the parents quarrel and compete with each other, children are more likely to have lower self-esteem and psychological damage. They continue. Every study on the impact of divorce depends to a large degree on how parents behave and on parents' attitude toward each other. In spite of this, it is difficult for many men and women to separate husband and wife issues from mother and father issues. They do not realize that although divorce ends the marriage, it does not end their parental responsibility. End of quote. Children do take divorce very hard, for they are extremely attached to both parents, and most children want their parents to stay together. When parents separate, it knocks the props from right under the children, says Dr. Kelly in 1997 in his book, Children and adults go through the classic mourning process after divorce as if someone close to them had died. Dr. Kelly says, First, there is disbelief and anxiety and anger and sadness and depression and eventually, if given reassurance, acceptance of the divorce and healing. It is important for parents to realize that they are not divorcing their children, just each other. Although they are no longer married, they are always and will always be parent partners. The children have a right to always have both parents love them. The following is the Children Bill of Rights of Divorced Parents that I found many years ago online. Listen. The right to be treated as important human being with unique feelings, ideas, and desires and not as a source of argument between parents. The right to continuing relationship with both parents and the freedom to receive love from and express love for both. The right to express love and affection for each parent without having to stifle that love because of fear of disapproval by the other parent. The right to know that their parents' decision to divorce is not their responsibility and that they will continue to be loved by both parents. The right to continuing care and guidance from both parents. The right to honest answers to questions about the changing family relationship. The right to know and appreciate what is good in each parent without one parent degrading the other. The right to have a relaxed, secure relationship with both parents without being placed in a position to manipulate one parent against the other. 
The right to have both parents not undermine the other's parents' time with the children by suggesting tempting alternatives or by threatening to withhold parental contact as a punishment for the children's wrongdoing. The right to experience regular or consistent contact with both parents and to be protected from parental dispute and disagreement. This has been your daily relationship nugget. I am Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart.